Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. Wait, what did I say? You go back a couple of weeks when prosecutors took the death penalty off the table for the accused killer of IMPD officer Brianne Leith. What did I say, Hammer? If they're going to use the insanity plea to get him off the death penalty, what else are they going to use it for? And today is day six of this murder trial, and I just hope the jury isn't dumb enough to fall for the excuses that these uh, that the defense is called to the witness stand in terms of doctors, schizophrenia, I've, the word is thrown around a little bit. I think it's bogus. I think Brianne Lee's family knew it was bogus when they were talking about it uh, months ago, and I just, I really hope the jurors aren't dumb enough to fall for it. I hope you're right. But the defense team is going all out to bring in these experts on the human brain from these Ivy League schools, and it really comes down to the jury. So, again, today is day six of this murder trial. Now, Brianne Leith, for those who don't remember, was an IMPD officer. She was responding to a uh, call in April of 2020, and she goes to the residence. She knocks on the door, announces police and that's when shots came through the door for me it all comes down to this did elias dorsey know the difference between right and wrong that's it we can go down a rabbit hole of well there may be a chance that he thought this or that but it comes down to right or wrong if you think elias dorsey did not know the difference between right and wrong then i don't know what to tell you i think he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He heard police and he fired shots through the door. But there are folks that are going to argue it's because he was not mentally fit. So yesterday, Dr. Ruben Gurr, he's a professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. He took the stand to make the case for Dorsey possibly being mentally ill. He claims that by looking at the brain scan, of Elias Dorsey, there are signs of schizophrenia, abuse, neglect, and PTSD. When you have such a disorder, you uh, may have dysfunctional brain, which will get you into more trouble. Uh, you'll have difficulties in school, and sometimes when you have academic difficulties, you start uh, with externalizing behavior. You, you can get in fights and troubles. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to function. So that was the professor of psychology at Penn. Now, there was another expert they brought in, Dr. Charles Golden. He was called by the defense as the neuropsychologist expert who spent eight hours evaluating Dorsey, looking over brain scans of Dorsey. He testified that the brain damage identified played a role in the death of Officer Leaf. Without frontal lobes, he is unable to appreciate that what he's doing is abnormal. 
he's unable to recognize that maybe I'm overreacting. Was he able to recognize that unloading a gun through a door and a police officer on the other side that identified themselves was wrong? That's the way he's saying there. <laughs> like, I, I don't buy any of this crap for a second. This is the part that upsets me more than anything else. Like, if you're not angry enough already at the way this whole thing is playing out here, listen to this. That same uh, doctor that we heard from earlier, Dr. Charles Golden, also testified that the isolation that Dorsey experienced during the lockdown of COVID and breaking up with his girlfriend around the same time possibly pushed him over a cliff into brief psychosis. And then COVID hit, and that, I think, like I said, was the final straw for somebody who was fragile and on the verge of falling over the edge of the cliff. Well, I'm sorry you were sad and lonely, but you don't get to unload rounds through a door. Like, this ticks me off. I'm trying to watch my language here. This really ticks me off because I can see some idiotic jury member going along with this. Now, I am not a brain expert, Nige. I am not a uh, psychologist, but I know bullcrap when I hear it. He knew the difference between right and wrong. And so did the Lee family. They know bullcrap when they heard it, too. I'd love to play that clip. To find, uh, I think it was Brian Lee's sister that said, this guy, it's a joke. It's, it's not, he w- was not insane. He totally knew what he was doing. And to use COVID as an excuse... COVID and we depression. Were all, we were all we were all a little off, I feel like, those first couple weeks of COVID. But did you fire you know? any gunshots through doors, Nige? No. Of course not, because you know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, meanwhile, in another high-profile piece of legal stuff here in Indiana, Richard Allen, the man accused of killing Abby and Libby in Delphi, his defense team have requested additional time to produce a list of witnesses and review the massive volume volume of evidence that they've been uh, given to go through. This isn't anything that's a surprise, and I'm actually okay with this. So the way that this is breaking down was, if you remember, Baldwin and Rozzi, these guys were the attorneys for Richard Allen at the beginning, and then the judge kicked him off, but then the Indiana Supreme Court overruled it, and they brought him back. So now the attorneys that were there originally and are there again are saying, hold up, we need time to go over all of this stuff because we were not on this case for a number of months here. We need time to go over everything to make sure this is all on the up and up. They said they have 20 hard drives filled with evidence along with six different emails loaded with discovery evidence, and they're going to need a little bit more time to turn it into the court. This is the defense saying this. Well, yes. I, you know, look, I, the more time the defense gets, that just gives the prosecution more time to True. prepare. And we've said from the beginning, I want this to be a perfect trial. I want this to be on the up and up. I want everybody to be healthy. I want everybody to be there. I want all the evidence available and let this thing play out. I think the family members deserve this. So, if this is the case, if they truly need more time to go over an overwhelming amount of evidence, 
especially if they were late getting back onto the trial, that's fine. I don't think any of us thought this was going to start on time no, anyway. None of us did. So I hope the prosecution is doing their due diligence and using the time wisely. Hell, uh, going back to the Brianne Leith case of Elias Dorsey and his trial, I hope the prosecution there has rebuttals to the defense witnesses and their doctors and their diagnosis of his mental state. I, I hope these prosecutors in both cases are, are you know are worth their worth their salt. You know, right? I I I, I hope they are. I, I'm confident they are. I'm I, I'm hoping they are. You want to believe? I want to believe they, that they are. are. Yeah, that's maybe a better way of putting it. Now, this last piece of legal stuff, it feels like there's a story within the story. Okay, so Indianapolis police arrested a Center Township deputy constable for having a handgun, despite a previous felony conviction. You cannot possess a firearm if you have a previous felony conviction. How can you be a deputy? Beauty constable without being having having the ability to have a firearm at your side. Well, and I, how do I they don't... give you this promotion if they don't look at your record and see that you had a felony previously? All of those are fair questions, but there's more to this story. A police report obtained by our news gathering partners at Wish TV News 8 shows that the IMPD officers arrested 41-year-old Telly Savagas Siggers for possession of a firearm by a serious violent felon around 8 p.m. this past Monday. Telly Savalas. The first name is Telly Savalas? His first name is Telly Savalas, <laughs> and his last name is Siggers. Telly Savalas, who loves you, baby? Is that Kojak? That's Kojak. Tell, Somebody, but, but Kojak's name, first name, Telly, that was his nickname. Savalas was his last name. Right. But and <laughs> this guy's whole first name is Telly Savalas. Hello, meet my son, uh, Tom Selleck Laskowski. <laughs> Maybe you've met uh, my child, John Stamos Hammer. He's he's right here. Some parent named their child Telly Savalas. That to me I is the it. story. Like, I don't even care about the firearm thing right now. The real story is there's a 41-year-old grown man in a position of authority, formerly, and his name was Telly Savalas Siggers. <laughs>